Good morning, friends. Today is Wednesday, the 19th of August, 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 119, verses 145 through 176, Judges 18, 16 through 31, Acts 8, 14 through 25, and the Gospel of John 6, 1 through 15. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God. And we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 119, 145 through 176. With my whole heart I cry, answer me, O God. I will keep your statutes. I cry to you, save me that I may observe your decrees. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I put my hope in your words. My eyes are awake before each watch of the night, that I may meditate on your promise. In your steadfast love, hear my voice. O God, in your justice, preserve my life. Those who persecute me with evil purpose draw near. They are far from your law. Yet you are near. O God, and all your commandments are true. Long ago I learned from your decrees that you have have established them forever. 
Look on my misery and rescue me, for I do not forget your law. Plead my cause and redeem me. Give me life according to your promise. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek your statutes. Great is your mercy, O God. Give me life according to your justice. Many are my persecutors and my adversaries, yet I do not swerve from your decrees. I look at the faithless with disgust because they do not keep your commands. Consider how I love your precepts. Preserve my life according to your steadfast love. The sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous ordinances endures forever. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous ordinances. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. I hope for your salvation, O God, and I fulfill your command, your commandments. My soul keeps your decrees. I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and decrees, for all my ways are before you. Let my cry come before you, O God. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your promise. My lips will pour forth praise because you teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your promise, for all your commandments are right. Let your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O God, and your law is my delight. Let me live that I may praise you, and let your ordinances help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek out your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Judges, chapter 18, verses 16 through 31. While the six hundred men of the Danites, armed with their weapons of war, stood by the entrance of the gate, the five men who had gone out to spy the land, who had gone to spy out the land, proceeded to enter, and take the idol of cast metal, the ephod, and the teraphim. The priest was standing by the entrance of the gate with the six hundred men armed with the weapons of war. When the men went into Micah's house and took the idol of cast metal, the ephod, and the teraphim, the priest said to them, What are you doing? They said to him, Keep quiet. Put your hand over your mouth, and come with us, and be to us a father and a priest. Is it better for you to be priest to the house of one person, or to be priest to a tribe and clan in Israel? Then the priest accepted the offer. He took the ephod, the teraphim, and the idol, and went along with the people. So they resumed their journey, putting the little ones, the livestock, and the goods in front of them. When they were some distance from the home of Micah, the men who were in the houses near Micah's house were called out, and they overtook the Danites. They shouted to the Danites, who turned around and said to Micah, What is the matter that you come with such a company? He replied, You take my gods that I made, 
and the priest and go away, and what have I left? How then can you ask me what is the matter? And the Danite said to him, You had better not let your voice be heard among us, or else hot-tempered fellows will attack you, and you will lose your life and the lives of your household. Then the Danites went their way. When Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned and went back to his home. The Danites, having taken what Micah had made and the priest who belonged to him, came to Laish, to a people quiet and unsuspecting, put them to the sword and burned down the city. There was no deliverer, because it was far from Sidon and they had no dealings with Aram. It was in the valley that belongs to Bethrehob. They rebuilt the city and lived in it. They, they named the city Dan after their ancestor Dan, who was born to Israel, but the name of the city was formerly Laish. Then the Danites set up the idol for themselves. Jonathan, son of Gershom, son of Moses, and his sons were priests to the tribe of the Danites until the time the land went into cap captivity. So they maintained as their own Micah's idol that he had made as long as the house of God was at Shiloh. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle G, a song of Ezekiel. I will take you from among all nations and gather you from all lands to bring you home. I will sprinkle clean water upon you and purify you from false gods and uncleanness. A new heart I will give you and a new spirit put within you. I will take the stone heart from your chest and give you a heart of flesh. I will help you walk in my laws and cherish my commandments and do them. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts chapter 8, verses 14 through 25. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. The two went down and prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet the Spirit had not come upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands can receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain God's gift with money. You have no part or share in this, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours, and pray to God that, if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and the chains of wickedness. Simon answered, Pray for me to God that nothing of what you have said may happen to me. Now after Peter and John had testified and spoken the word of God, they returned to, Jer they returned to Jerusalem proclaiming the good news to many villages of the Samaritans. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle P, 
a song of the Spirit. Behold, I am coming soon, says God, and bringing my reward with me, to give to everyone according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who do God's commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter the city through the gates. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to you, with this testimony for all the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. I am the bright morning star. Come, say the Spirit and the Bride. Come, let each hearer reply. Come forward, you who are thirsty. Let those who desire take the water of life as a gift. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. John chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him, because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about five thousand in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. 
Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We will use the suffrages on page 42 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 1. Help us, O God our Savior, deliver us and forgive us our sins. Look upon your congregation, give to your people the blessing of peace. Declare your glory among the nations and your wonders among all peoples. Do not let the oppressed be shamed and turned away. Never forget the lives of your poor. Continue your loving kindness to those who know you and your favor to those who are true of heart. Satisfy us by your loving kindness in the morning. So shall we rejoice and be glad all the days of our life. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Almighty God, you have given your only begotten to be for us a sacrifice for sin and also an example of godly life. Give us grace to receive thankfully the fruits of Christ's redeeming work and to follow daily in the blessed steps of Christ's most holy life. Through Jesus Christ, your incarnate, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, ruler eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning. Drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us use as the prayer for mission the prayer of St. Francis. It's found on page 833 of the Book of Common Prayer. It is number 62. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. I do have a few thoughts on our readings today. We've got some good examples of people 
seeking in our Hebrew scripture and our epistle readings today. In our Hebrew scripture, the Danites were seeking God. And so they stole a priest and an idol and set up worship. In the epistle, Simon wants to be able to give the gift of the Holy Spirit to others, and so he offers money. We are all seeking the divine, and we shouldn't condemn others who seek differently than we do, because the Danites and Simon, this was what they knew. They're doing the best that they can. You've heard me say this before. We're all doing the best we can at any given point in time. And as the saying attributed to Maya Angelou says or goes, do the best you can until you know better. When you know better, do better. And I think that's what other voices in, or other verses in scripture mean when they tell us that we should not be a stumbling block to others. If we when we, I should say, encounter the divine, our natural and beautiful human response is to want to share it with others. The interesting thing is that we are all made beautifully different. And so the way that I encounter the divine might be different than the way you encounter the divine. Some of us hear God best through the holy words of liturgy and scripture woven beautifully together. Others of us hear God best through the melody of the holy music of praise. Others hear God best in the still, stillness of silent prayer. There. There are many ways to encounter God, and as we search for them, and I think we are all seeking because we are all continually evolving. It isn't as though, um, and you've heard me talk about this too, it isn't as though there is a formula, and once you've hit on the formula, then you have the answer and you stop seeking. (laughs) Uh, What is true for us in one season of our life may not be in another and we are a people spiritually always in motion I think the important thing is to know that we must spiritually feed our souls 
otherwise there is this starving spiritual vacuum and it will pull anything else into it. So kind of like if you are starving and all you give yourself is junk, you will eat it because you're hungry, but it will not nourish your body in the way that healthy food would. You will devour it, but you will not be nourished by it. And it is the same way with spiritual practices. And I say this again, not to condemn, but to remind us to have compassion for and be mindful and intentional of spiritual seeking. Because we see the day nights and we see the followers of Christ from Jerusalem and also the apostles and Simon really trying to not only connect with the divine themselves, but also provide others a means. And it's very easy to either slip into what you know or to slip into kind of the formulaic way of thinking. Like you could read our, our verses from Acts as in, oh, okay, well, here's the formula. First, you're baptized by the Holy Spirit. Then one of the elders in the church or the apostles lays hands on you and then you receive the Holy Spirit. And then, and it doesn't happen in the same way for everyone. So unfortunately, it's much harder than that. There is no formula to follow and it might be something unknown, which is really scary. I mean, I, I would kind of argue that with Simon, it's not that his heart is corrupt. His heart is in the right place, but he does not know the means. And that's something else that we must remember. We must be spiritually nourished in order to be able to nourish others. We cannot give water from an empty well. And that's not to say that we are of no use to others when we are in a time of spiritual depletion and hunger, because we all walk through those valleys, right? But rather that we must recenter ourselves and reconnect with the divine, refill ourselves with the living water of Christ. And I think that we can have great compassion on ourselves and others because we can be fully assured that whatever small thing we have, whatever, whatever small piece of understanding or giftedness or nourishment, when we give it to God, God makes it more than enough. 
our gospel reading teaches us this. That when we give our our paltry five loaves and two fish to God, whatever that looks like, whether it is just Simon's desire to have and give the Holy Spirit or that glimmer of connection with the divine that we experience in our walk in nature or in the hearing of a beautiful melody or in the staring up at the vastness of the night sky, whatever it is, that tiny spark, when we give that to God, God makes it enough. And not just enough, but in abundance. What was gathered up afterwards was more than what was given in the beginning. And this, I think, is the nourishment that we are all seeking. It is what we find when we come to Christ. Christ who is love incarnate. When we come to Christ and we offer what we have in the abundance of grace, it is made plenteous. And so that's my prayer for us today, that we would take a moment and rest wherever we are spiritually. Offer what we have to God. And allow God to take it and overflow us with grace. So I'm just going to rest here for a moment. I'm going to leave the recording running and I'm going to pray for myself and for some others on the list that God may take that smallest flickering spark of divine and with the breath of the Holy Spirit kindle within us an abundant flame. May grace overflow, my friends.
Amen. Let us pray together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Savior Jesus Christ. For the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.